0: Well, it's 2024. Thank God. I, I, I've been hoping for that for quite some time now. And, of course, the GS Plumbing Talk line hasn't changed. one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. And I'm streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. If that is your cup of tea. There's this place in uh, Dallas called Buzz Brews, and recently, if you live in Dallas, which I don't, but if you live in Dallas, you would have noticed that the Buzz Brew was shuttered and up for rent, and apparently they'd gone bankrupt. And oh my, how the, how the conservatives probably were a giggling. Now, Buzz Brews, by all accounts, was quite a popular place. It had really nice, tasty food at reasonable prices. It was open late, because apparently in Dallas everything rolls up at 8.45 p.m. had an impressive drink menu with micro-brews and imports that were hard to find. They had uh, a classical open mic night where oh, opera singers and instrumentalists could perform. And the staff were friendly and quirky and and fun. But then, Buzz Brews decided to host a family-friendly drag show organized by the groomers. And that's far worse than it sounds because on the day it occurred, with Christians peacefully protesting outside, Antifa showed up welding AR-15s. Did Buzz Bruce invite those thugs to be there and be the armed guards for the uh, for the uh, groomers out there? I don't know. They didn't send them away. And so Americans reading their Bibles and singing hymns got threatened by anonymous black block thugs with semi-automatics for defending children's innocence. And in that one moment, buzz brews slit their own throat a fun restaurant that heretofore had been apparently apolitical declared themselves a foe of everything decent and sane and a lot of people got out there and uh you know they said if this were the last gastro pub on the planet i wouldn't eat here because a lot of people felt betrayed And when you feel betrayed, you hate the traitor far more than the simple enemy that's out there saying, well, I'm your enemy. The one that you thought was your friend that becomes, well, shows their true stripes, right? That's so much worse. If a meteorite had pulverized it into a nice big smoldering, you know, crater, a lot of people would have shown up and toasted marshmallows over the ashes. This is one of these events. <clears throat> and let me make this perfectly clear. If I owned a a restaurant, if I owned a bar, my bar would be in the business of serving alcohol and popcorn, and it would have a bunch of TVs, and it would have all this other stuff, and it would make no statements whatsoever. No moral statements. No, I would be in the business of doing business. If I decided to open up Bill's Sock Emporium, all I, I'll, you would be, you would rest assured that you had the very best socks coming in because you know what? It's not my job to teach you morals. It's not my job to get out there and to try to teach you what is and isn't right. But so Buzz Brews went belly up. Okay. Now I used to be a big fan of Paul Harvey. You guys remember Paul Harvey? The rest of the story, right? Well, the rest of the story is this. There was a lot of employees that worked at Buzz Brews. There were a lot of people that uh, made a living delivering to Buzz Brews. Each one of these little businesses, they open up their own little ecosystem, if you will. And when they go away, they take something with them. And a lot of people, whether they were a waitress or dishwasher, they lost their job. Uh, What about those classical musicians that had a place to go and, and, and had a place at least just to go where they sort of catered to them What about those guys? Well, they're they're out. And uh, the the quirky menu, which apparently was really quite the thing. (laughs) But look, how many of the best things in our lives have been rendered toxic, dangerous, or hostile? Sports. Sports is the biggest one. I used to follow sports rabidly. I had I collected all the baseball cards, football cards, basketball cards. I think the only sport that I didn't follow was hockey, and that's because I just didn't understand it because I was in Columbia, South Carolina. And slowly, I mean, while I was in the military, I still was following following sports, but then I got out, and I started watching it a little bit more, and I was like, wait a minute now. This isn't what I used to watch when I was a kid because, you know, the people that I used to watch are dying now. Dick Butkus just passed away, the greatest linebacker that ever played the game. Most dangerous tackler to ever play the game. That's that's according to the NFL. He was the most dangerous, most mean, the meanest guy out there, and he played in the same era as Mike Curtis. So you know, wokeness has destroyed sports without a doubt. You got LeBron James out there like he's some sort of Nostradamian philosopher. What uh, LeBron is, LeBron is an a, a very impressive physical specimen, but he is by you know he's no deep thinker, right? The earthly natural paradise, that is California, is becoming uninhabitable. You've got shoplifting decriminalized, and that's becoming that's becoming a you know a, a, a team sport now. And when they come out and they're running around, they have to zigzag and everything because they have to uh, they have to dodge the piles of hobo poop. And in you know at the same time, the state is uh, you know they they are encouraging the chemical castration of children. All the best things are turning into a post-apocalyptic Mad Max hellscape. And the very best certain people can do is run. The military has been hijacked by the woke. Right now, they're intentionally recruiting mentally ill transgender service people, I guess, and... Those who refused to take the uh, dead baby vaccine, they kicked them out. Those that were actually that actually had some experience in the actual art of war making, they kicked them out. Those that they thought might have not voted for them, they kicked them out. And here's where the problem becomes. When you start looking at certain things and you start seeing where the whole woke, go broke thing comes into play, um, we lose something when that happens, don't we? And where do, where do we where do we say okay this is where the, the line of demarcation is? Um, if we lose the next war, because <laughs> we went broke or we went woke or whatever whatever we want to say, if we lose the next war, excuse me, are we going to say hey that'll teach you? And I think it's actually some of both. I mourn for those people that are trapped in these blue cities. <clears throat> And I mourn for the fact that I'm never going to see some of these sites with my own eyes. I look at old pictures of like the Pacific Coast Highway back in the 50s before it was built into the the gigantic thing that it is now. And I know I'm never going to see that. I'm never going to drive that road. How did we get here? How do we let all of this slip through our fingers? And We lose something every time this happens. And I, I, I understand, you know, there's there's very little we can do about the woke stupidity that goes on in these places right now. Right now, uh, and I'll talk about this later, uh, they're getting ready to uh, start giving free health care to all of the illegals in California with a $69 billion deficit. <laughs> Who, who's going to pay for that? Who's going to pay for that, California? you can only go so far and then it just falls apart falls apart so yeah I was just sitting back thinking who actually loses anything because there's a lot of things I'm never going to get to do that I've always wanted to do because it's woke so we all lose when something goes woke and goes broke not I, I don't know this and there's some, you know yeah we can sit there and nod our heads and go yeah well okay I sort of get it but anyway when we get back um Antony Blinken is down there, and he's got a new, new and groovy idea for uh, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador and the border crisis. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you guys are all going to be down for it as well. Then when we get back, this is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Anybody get any coal in their stocking, I would buy it from you. I might need it later. I'm not interested in any, in any carbon-free alternatives, though. The GS Plumbing Talk line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. We are texting, we are texting live. We are streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. The U.S. Delegation of Mexico went to beg for help from AMLO with the Biden border crisis this past week. It was predicted that whatever help the administration winds up getting will be somewhere between nothing and not much. <laughs> and that seems to be panning out, but it's probably not because AMLO is willing, fighting us or unwilling to cooperate. So what exactly would we be negotiating if we're not doing that? Um, you know, you would, you would think they'd be asking for help in preventing these massive armies of illegal migrants who reach our border in the first place. But while there may have been some of that, you know, in the very beginning, just for appearances sake, uh, they were also talking about normalizing Hispanic illegal aliens already in the United States. This would include the eight to 10 million already allowed in since Joe Biden took office. And we get this from Fox News. A meeting this week between top U.S. and Mexican officials to discuss the ongoing migrant crisis including talks about regular, regularizing illegal migrants living in the U.S., officials said Thursday, quickly sparking a furious reaction from House Republicans who called it unconscionable. Really? That's all you called it? Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas were among the officials in the U.S. delegation to... Mexico City and met with Mexican President Andres Manuel López Obrador. The meeting came amid a historic crisis at the border with December on track to shatter records for migrant encounters. In the joint statement, the countries affirmed their commitments to orderly, humane and regular migration and stressed their efforts to tackle root causes of migration, disrupt human smuggling and promote private investment while also investing in ambitious development programs in the region. I used to see Everything in that paragraph I used to see on the salad bar that I never partook of when there used to be steakhouses. I never went to the salad bar. All that word salad. Um, they want to tackle the root causes of migration. Here's how you tackle the root causes of Ill- illegal migration. Illegal immigration. Here's how you do it. You stop them, you turn them back. You stop them, you turn them back. You go and you round them up. You take them down all the way down the length of Central America. Drop them off at the southernmost tip. We've done it before. The border czar. Isn't that Scamala Harris? She's, you know, they've been doing that for two years. We haven't heard anything from her. And we already know what the root cause is. The, the root cause is Joe Biden got out there and, uh, uh, you know, and and laid out the welcome mat for the entire planet to come to the United States. We understand. We love it here, too. Come join us. On the text line, uh, Biden will declare amnesty and we are done. Biden cannot declare amnesty. That doesn't mean he won't try to do it. Understand what I'm saying? Biden cannot unilaterally declare amnesty. Of course, he'll try. He will try. They also... uh, are supposedly disrupted. They wanted to disrupt human smuggling across the border, which is that that that's just lip service. In 2022, they, they, the cartel smuggled 1.3 million people and they earned $12 billion for that. And many of those were young women and underage girls who were then sold into prostitution or sex slavery, or, you know, they're working in the illegal grow houses in California, of which there are many. Where even though they have uh, made marijuana legal, they're still illegal grow houses because uh, it's just you know so wide open, it's a wide open market. The most horrible part of the discussion though, was on the status of those that are already here. We should be talking about detention. we should be talking about deportation. Um, we're not normalizing their presence, their their presence in the United States. We should never know that. You know what that means. That's permanent residency and eventually citizenship. And they're not just talking about the Obama era dreamers. They mean all of them. It's what they've wanted from the beginning. And it's the reason Biden opened the border in the first place. Right now, we are importing enough people to populate a moderately large city on a monthly basis, and all of those people have to be fed and clothed and housed, and all the children will need to be shoehorned into our public schools that were already floundering before this wave became uh, breaking on our shores. The estimated costs are staggering, and that's before you lump in binomics, and now if, uh, if they have their way, they want to make this situation permanent. The only... The only... uh saving grace to this, is that the guys on the border have gotten out there and they've discovered Greyhound and uh, charter flights and all this other stuff. And now they're shipping them to the Blue City Virtue signalers. If the blue states want them, have them. If the blue states want them, have them. And I hope they continue to do that. I hope the blue cities choke on it. I hope they go bankrupt on it. I hope they become destitute on it. They're already out there saying, well, you need to do something about this. And what they mean is they mean to be telling Joe Biden that he should, I mean, right now they're already uh, threatening to sue or take legal action against Texas because Texas is going to start arresting them. And Texas is going to start, and see, Texas is doing what the United States should be doing. Constitutionally, this is the United States' job. This is a federal job to secure the border. And if you, I mean, it isn't that they're not following the law or something. They just, they just abandoned it. So, we got to find these people. we got to round them up. we got to send them home. They're doing it in the blue cities when they show up, like if they show up at Martha's Vineyard. They know exactly how to keep tabs on them. So, it's not like it's so hard to do. On the text line, the border situation is absolutely infuriating. Biden is fighting a proxy war against the American people and ensuring that many thousands of his fellow citizens will be assaulted and or killed in their homes by these third-world savages. Well... In some places, yes. In some places, yes. The the one thing that I I keep seeing over and over again is wherever it's a blue city, it keeps getting darker blue every five minutes. They keep passing a law about this or that or taxes or climate change or guns or, or gas stoves or whatever it is. They keep wanting to go bluer and bluer and bluer. And eventually there's going to be black and blue. They're going to be just completely abused by their, and they're going to be empty too. And all I ask for all of you blue city dwellers that come down here to the real Americas, leave your damn politics, wherever you came from. Okay. Because you were part of the problem. If you voted for it, you were part of the problem. Don't come down here and, you know, try to, uh, you know, tell us, well, you savages don't know, obviously how to think. So we're going to do your thinking. We, We don't want that. We don't, we're not going to take it. Huh. (laughs) so I just uh, you know that's what they went down there and the madness has to end this is a significant crisis we got what 10, 11, 12 million of these people here we don't have to go round them all up we just need to round up enough of them to where they know it is inevitable we need to fund it and get it ready to round up all 12 million of them, start doing it and then we'll save some money because a lot of them will just go home it's happened before I know that this is a bad thing to say, but Eisenhower did it with Operation Wetback. Before I think he did one, two, and three. It could be done again. It should be done again. And don't, don't get, to, don't get too tied up in the vernacular. This is about the sovereignty of a nation, our nation. If you're going to get tied up in the in, in all of the semantics of it, you're a bigger idiot than you led on in the first place. Sorry. Coming up next. I'm going to be talking to Michael Letts from investusa.org and American Thinker. See what's on his because there's so many things on him. I don't even know what he's going to talk about, but that's when we get back. This is News Talk 98.9 W O R D. And GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1 800. 9050989. The Common Sense retirement Time at Planning Text line is 71307. Joining me now from apparently what is a very nice breakfast going on in uh, Columbia, South Carolina, is Michael Letts. Hey, Bill, always a privilege to be on your show. Thank you, sir. I'm sorry I'm interrupting the, the breakfast. No, that's quite too. all right.
1: Tell me. So you have a happy new year today. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. What, what, what are your thoughts about what's going on in the universities with all these pro Palestinian. uh
1: well, I will say around. this. It, it's a very simple thing to understand, is that you have $5 billion alone from Qatar uh, being donated to various universities in the United States. You have another $9 billion from Iran, Egypt, Syria, Jordan, and other Middle Eastern entities. So what they are doing in the last couple of years is they are paying of programs, and here's what they get in return, when they give that money to a university, that university establishes a school of uh, Middle Eastern Studies, it allows them to appoint the professors, it allows them to establish student organizations, and it allows them to promote. So they're building their own army across the country. And what's so insulting to the American people is our tax, go to, uh, tax dollars go to these same institutions like Harvard, Yale, and others, so they're double-dipping. And the third thing that's even worse is the Jewish community has been supporting them for years, spending billions of dollars in donations. And what do they do? They take the money from the Middle East and promote uh, anti-Semitism instead. A utter disgrace, Bill.
0: Do you think the students have any idea what they're saying?
1: No. I think what, what is happening is they're using these dollars from the Middle East to bring in what we call activists or leaders. They know what they're saying. And they're just using it as party uh, venues for the students. You know, the, the kids, they're just going to a good party. They're just going to, uh, to a march down the street, getting uh, good good party favors in return for it. They have no idea why they're there, but they're having fun uh, creating hell.
0: Now, you're, you live in Columbia, South Carolina. Does uh, USC have any of that going on? Does, does Clemson have any of this going on?
1: Not to my knowledge. Hmm. That's it is it is board universities that they think have a liberal lean. Harvard, Yale, MIT, and others like this.
0: Now I know you speak to people in the in the government. Is anybody sitting out there and looking at all this uh, stuff saying, you know, we need to just stop this uh, federal funding of these colleges?
1: Yes, there is a proposal being drafted for Congress now to stop any federal funding for any institution. That supports anti-Semitism or any of the organizations thereof and there's also a bill to uh, revoke the student visas for anyone involved in these organizations so we're going to send them home and if they want to keep doing it we're going to put funding
0: do you think it's bad that some of these uh, organizations that out that are out here actually hiring these young skulls full of mush are getting out there and putting these trucks out there doxing these uh, students that are signing these statements and everything and you know, sort of blacklisting them for, for quite some time to come.
1: Well, you know, here's the problem. You know, we talked about this on your show. Where do we start bringing accountability onto the table? I realize kids are young and stupid. But right now, they have no incentive not to be young and stupid. There's no actions that are taken against them, and they're going to continue to act that way. You know, as tragic as it is, if you make a stupid mistake, it's going to follow you for life where it should. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we've gotten away from that. And that's why we have such a drastic increase in violent crime and criminal activity all across the country.
0: Well, I look at some of this stuff, and I, I, I kind of like that that's happening, the doxing part of it, because for them, I, I guess they think a lot of this – but, I mean, this is what happened. This kind of This kind of individual – that's the kind of individual that was in charge of the marketing for Budweiser, wasn't it? That's correct. That got got out there and hired Dylan Mulvaney.
1: Yeah, and thought there would be no consequences of their actions. What did they ever find out otherwise? Didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, so and this is what needs to happen. We need people need to be held accountable for their actions. It won't happen overnight, but when people start realizing realizing the drastic effects of making poor decisions, they'll stop making those bad decisions.
0: Yeah. Well, these are the same people that were, uh, is this the same age group that thinks it's a smoking hot idea to defund the police and BLM and Antifa and all that other
1: nonsense? That's where they're getting their food from. You know, it's what's shocking to me is when you go to the BLM for rallies, uh, the majority of them white, college yeah. age kids,
0: female, aren't they?
1: Yep. See, yep. we have created a culture that there is no accountability for your actions. As long as it's a good party afterwards, and it makes me feel like I can do. Like I can say, I'm doing something to the change. They don't care what the change is. I'm doing right. something to change society. Well, they're all over it.
0: Just out of curiosity, are you, are you at some spot in Columbia today, or did you go out of town for this?
1: No, i, mean, I in Columbia today.
0: Not in Columbia today, okay. I haven't had breakfast in Columbia, South Carolina in quite some time. I need to well, think about doing that. next
1: time you come, you, you, you'll be my guest.
0: Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Now, uh, as, as we look forward to this, is there actually going to be anything happen besides the pushback that they're getting socially?
1: Well, you know, quite frankly, let me tell you what what is on the horizon. I have said it before. We had massive intel and in what we call chatter over the last 48 hours from Iran and the Middle East trying to get terrorist activities on our soil. We thought they might strike New Year's Eve because of the large crowds across the country. Right. They failed. But just because they failed there doesn't mean that I'm going to continue to try. They're going to use this vehicle of pro-Palestinian rallies and protests to create violence. And once that happens, the American people are going to realize they are a vehicle for terrorism. There's going to be huge protests there.
0: Yeah. Well, it's certainly going to be an interesting year as we go along. So. Wow. I look forward to your insights as we do it. I hope you and Miss Karen had a happy new year.
1: Did you do anything fun? Just watch the new year, come and we're getting old enough, that's fun enough as it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I understand. All right, sir. Well, uh, you can find Mr. Letts at investusa.org, where he's given over 11,000 protective vests to law enforcement and their canine co- colleagues. Additionally, he's also a writer at American Thinker. And he is a fine collaborator of all the shows I do. So thank you, sir, and I'll be talking to you soon.
1: Thank you. God bless. Have a great, happy new year. We'll report it all to to you, Bill.
0: Yes, sir. Michael Letts. When we get back, this whole thing about the border, this, my friend, is a flashpoint for what could turn into a second civil war. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. If you remember, remember, you talking about them discussing the normalization of the illegal migrants. Well, they've got a way to do this, and uh, this will be the flashpoint. This will be the flashpoint. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one eight hundred nine zero five zero nine eight nine. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is seven one three zero seven. They are now going to provide the illegal border crossers with photo ID cards. It'll look very much like the driver's license once they are released into the United States interior from the southern border. And there's no way to confirm the identity of these people. At all. They'll be giving official government ID to military-age males from enemy countries establishing false identities for them. Unless they can be certain of the identification of these guys, data entry, storage, and retrieval will be chaotic we will be storing <laughs> will be will be storing faults misdirecting data on ghosts and criminals and terrorists and spies and these will be alternate to social security numbers rendering the real thing as essentially meaningless and we get this. The Office of Immigration Program Evaluation is leading the ICE Secure Docket Card Project, which offers a uniform, durable card provided to non-citizens upon release and facilitates reliable access to commonly lost or damaged immigration-related paperwork. See, it's all about being able to get connected to the paperwork. You're never you're, you're never going to go to court, right? They're never going to go to court. Now, ICE expects the project to ease ICE personal uh, personnel workload when encountering non-citizens with the card, and decrease the burden on non-citizens. Sure. Why don't we all just go south of the border and come back, and we'll just have a new we'll just have a new identity. You know, we can we can have a dual identity. We can be like spies. And this is less nothing less than normalizing and legalizing illegal immigration, and this establishes a new separate criminal class but it's one that will never be persecuted or prosecuted for their crimes. It's a blatant flaunting of the law. The blue states will use these cards without any vetting to issue a driver's license, a voter registration card, and all manner of other entitlements. And every card issued is an abetment of a variety of federal crimes and a surrender of our national sovereignty. And we will become two United States. Now, here's another thing that might actually happen. What if the federal government decides they want to, you know, get in a shooting war with the Texas Rangers? The Biden administration warned Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott on Thursday that legal action will be taken if the state enforces a new law that allows authorities to arrest, jail, prosecute, and deport migrants who enter the country illegally. A Justice Department official said in a letter sent to Abbott that the law was unconstitutional and contrary to the U.S. commitment of ensuring the processing of non-citizens consistent with the Immigration and Nationality Act. That right there is the way of suicide. If you want to see how that will play out, they go down there and they decide to do what they're going to do against Texas law enforcement. And you know what? They're they're a bunch of guys that just, this, this will make General Custer look like a military genius. They're going to go down there into the state with nothing. Who's going to go down there and be their backup? Who's going to have their six when they decide to go into Texas and say, we'll show these hay seeds a thing or two? We're going to show them what the real, the, where the real power of the U.S. lie. How's that going to play? How's that going to play? The mummified meat puppet administration is willfully and daily violating federal immigration law. This all in response to SB4 signed into law by Abbott on December 18th makes illegally entering into the U.S. from Mexico a state crime and authorizes the police to arrest individuals suspected of crossing the Rio Grande between ports of entry. And, well, the meat puppet regime, they're very upset because this will dramatically reduce illegal immigration because Texas is like the biggest border out there they get to cross. This will take a bite out of illegal immigration. Migrants caught illegally entering the country would face a Class B misdemeanor charge carrying a punishment of up to six months in jail. Repeat offenders would be subject to a second-degree felony charge punishable by up to 20 years in prison, and they will drop the charges if they agree to be deported. Sort of sounds like escape from New York. If there is, apart from a letter of the law treason, a greater reason for impeachment, it is hard to imagine. Now, Biden... Is committing treason. He is not securing the border. This is a constitutional thing that he's supposed to be doing. That's what they're supposed to do. As the president, this is his job. He's committing treason. He's personally responsible for seeing that laws, all of them, are faithfully enforced. And the only remedies are impeachment and refusing to reelect him. And we're going to have to do one or the other. We're going to have to do one or the other. But the flashpoint, they're getting... They're getting real close to this with a pack of matches. When we get back, why are they really afraid of Trump? What's, what's, what's the deal with this? Let's, let's dive into that, shall we? This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas.